Good morning, everybody. High atop the west side of Cherry Hill. This is your host. Uh, call me what you want on this particular day. Uh, I'm told I should stick with the Godfather. I don't know about that. Godfather or what? Coach Chuck. Ah, Chuck. Call me what you want. Anyway, high atop. On this, uh, once again, beautiful uh, <clears throat> Tuesday morning. I don't think since I started the Daily Show that we have had uh, a rainy day. Hope you're going to you know, get some golfing today, take a walk in the park, or hang out with your uh, granddaughter, as I'm going to do. I think you'd probably rather hear me talk about my granddaughter than uh, than the subject I'm trying to avoid. Um, the yeah, the the fills. I want to save. Uh, I want to save the baseball game. There's not a lot to talk about. Although I am really excited about that Arizona outfield. Man, you talk about a, a young, exciting uh, outfield with athletic ability and speed that can play the game right. And they field. What do you know? What what, what is? How refreshing to watch your team catch the ball. They're. Uh, Fourth in baseball and DRS defense, a run save, don't come up short on me, and they make the plays, which uh, we did not last night. Anyway, I want to talk about this guy, uh, the Denver Nuggets. Congratulations, uh, and I, you know if I mispronounce his name, there's only like two ways you can pronounce J O K I C. One would be like joke ick. The other one is jock ick, and I don't think <laughs> I'm not going to go with that one. I never heard jock ick, but so it's a. Uh, I guess there's an accident there too, right? Jokic. Jokic. There you go. Maybe that's pretty close. Anyway, what a stud. Talked about him before. But, you know, it's great when you see, when you get a chance to see teams that you don't see too often, get to the the semifinals, whatnot, late in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, it's just fantastic to watch what a talent, what an unbelievable raw talent. Uh, complete player. Rebounds, gets your assist, human triple-double. He shoots the three he gets offensive boards he's always three or four per game i mean clutch now last night he has a drive there at the end where he bulldozes three lakers i mean he literally looked like you know, jimmy brown god rest his soul and just put the ball down and, and went through everybody up and over and uh, they didn't call anything if you're on the floor watching that play you know, you're seeing a lot of uh, clash of humanity, and 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 there's contact. It's absolutely positively a charge, but you know, by the rule and all that type of stuff, you know, I guess it's it's permissible. But I'm, if you're the player taking the hit, you've got a lot to tell grandma about. You got ran over. You got trucked. Okay, that's what it was. It was a charge. But the way it was done, you know, they don't call, and I don't agree with it. And then LeBron, who had 40 points at 38 years old, what a special special athlete he is, and, and he's going to be remembered for. He, You know he's going to get the ball. I would have kicked it out to a wide-open shot because everybody else was, was wide open. You, you know he's going to get the ball. I guess the thought process is he gets the ball, he has to get fouled. They'll definitely call It'll get to the line, and maybe you have a tie game. I guess that's the thought process. But everybody knows he's getting the ball, so it's unlikely he's going to have a you know free take. And sure enough, you know he's got 19 pair of hands on him. Cleanly looking at the replay, they tied the ball up. It was an unbelievably athletic play, and, and they tied the ball up. And Denver's moving on. I don't know on, on on that play. Don't you have to trust? They're all professional shooters. Don't you have to trust somebody else? Give it to LeBron. Take the giant step. I know there's only four seconds. Kick it back out. 
and give somebody a wide open look. Would have been my my call on that. Hindsight is easy. But anyway, a great game and uh, an enjoyable game. But I got to tell you, before I um, segment over to baseball, I could do this last. You know, they say you have more listeners for the first 75% of the show. And I can't blame you for that. Because if I talk about baseball last, you know, I, who could blame me for, for running? But I got to tell you, I, I'm not a movie critic. You'll, you rarely will you uh, find me uh, giving you know movie advice. You can take all the Breaking Bads and Godfathers and uh, all of them, the Ozarks and and the Animal Kingdoms, and put them all into a blender, and you won't have one half of the show that I watched last night called Prisoners of the Snow. Story of the uh, plane crash. Uh, into the Andes Mountains of the soccer team. Now, it was it rugby? Yeah, soccer. Oh, well, got the sport wrong. I think it was 50 years ago. I, I came in late where they had to resort to cannibalism to survive. And they were like 70-something days uh, trapped. And it was just one of the most remarkable uh, documentaries I've ever seen in my life, if not the most remarkable TV I've ever watched. I, I, I missed the Phillies game. I, I got the low lights, but I got to tell you, if, if you're looking for something that you will not believe, it was on you know, 2020 last night at nine o'clock. It was absolutely what these human beings had to do to survive and how, how many days in you know, below 32 degree temperatures with avalanches. And I don't want to ruin it because I talk long enough. I'll definitely ruin it for you, but I just got to tell you something. If you watch it and you don't think it's the best flick you ever saw in your entire life, best documentary, give me a call. You get that free lunch. Comparable to nothing else you'll ever watch because it's a true story. This is how these these heroes survived beyond in conditions that a Hollywood director would make up and you'd say, oh, that's too much Hollywood. You'll back out some of that. It, it's surreal. Anyway. Do I ever highly recommend that? Prisoners of the Snow was on last night. You know, I recommended it to the to the kids, but they're watching something else of their own. You know, oh no, we didn't watch it. How can you not watch it? Check it out. And then there's our our Phillies game. Uh, you know, another lackluster six hit. Nobody had two hits, two home runs, big deal. Schwarber had a, a solo. I get the question a lot. Why does uh, a lot of home run hitters and particularly Whoever get solo home runs. Okay. Very simple answer. And when I say it, you're going to go, oh, yeah, I, I never thought of that. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. But, yeah, that's totally logical. Okay, so Schwarber's up, and it's a 6-3 to three game, and um, you got two on, two out, and you, you don't have a lot of respect for the, the, the batter in back of him. You don't really care about a two-out walk in that situation. Yeah, Grand Slam beats me, so what? Uh, how many Grand Slams are there in the course of a season? Uh, we're, we're, he's clearly a pitcher out at that point. Now, one thing you'll never hear me criticize Schwerber for is his eye. He has a professional eye. He has a, a high-lens uh, focus camera built-in. He has a tremendous eye. Uh, always give him that. Uh, but... And they, he won't get as many strikes. It's that simple. So they'll pitch around him. Now, nobody's on, and you want to get an out, and you either walk the guy or take your chances. 
Well, just take his 700 bats per season, how many home runs, if you want to round off at 40 or 50, and what are the odds, you know, how many bats will he hit home run, and we'll take our chances. It's What's the worst it's going to be, a solo home run. That's why a guy like him gets a lot of home runs. Now, part two of that, look, this is the part you may not notice, and this is the part that bothers me uh, immensely, and I may spend the rest of the podcast, we're up to nine minutes talking about that, but the thing with Schwerber is they'll pitch around him a lot, but he swings constantly for the downs. Last night he came off his feet where they needed a single. You know, he had total home run jack swing. When you see a hitter lose balance, swing that overswing that hard, you, you kind of know what he's trying to do. You know, and I think it's selfish. I think if every every professional hitter went up there trying to hit a home run at the end of the season, they would have 20 more home runs. So in other words, is that a natural season where they had 16 or they tried every single 700 bat to Jack and they had 36 that have 36 all professional baseball players could hit home runs. Watch batting practice. That's not how they swing. So there's a natural home run swing. There's a launch angle home run swing of course, it depends on where the pitch is at and the type of pitch. But he sells out on every single at-bat. It's the exact same launch angle, exact same, well, based on the pitch, of course. It can't be the same launch angle. But I just think it's a selfish style of baseball. And there's times where they need a single, and he's trying to hit a home run, and that's what bothers me. Then there's the defense, which we won't even talk about today. Two more hours on defense. What do you know? If you make a play and make a play, make the other play, maybe you have a one-run game. I think you have four of the runs are earned. So what do you know? If it's 4-3, maybe you play the ninth inning differently. When you, when you reconstruct these games, I told you in the beginning, there's a million different ways you can go. But, you know, who's to say? If you make a couple plays, it could be a one-run game. You reconstruct it, you're playing differently in the ninth. You know, you live to tell about it, but that's not what happened. That's your enemy, defense. It's the plays they don't make off the ball, not just the errors. The errors aren't the bad thing. It's defensive efficiency. It's defensive runs saved. They get in their their own way. I mean, they just don't make plays, and it happens every game. Well, it didn't happen against the Cubs because the Cubs, and I don't know if this was a record, but they put two balls in play hard the whole game. The Cubs put two balls in play Sunday hard. Unless you strike everybody out, I don't think that's possible. I, I, I would love to be able to check record for least barrels because the Cubs set it on Sunday with two balls at a home run and a line drive to right, and that was it. So, um, yeah, another you, you got uh, the kid uh, coming up on the businessman special on uh, on Wednesday. The Eustace kid, uh, Zach Gallon. He promises to be a nightmare pitching and with his with his home cooking around him. So today's a big game if you want to try to uh, take the series. That's for sure. There's not a lot else to talk about. You know, we could break it down, and I'll say this much. Do I have concerns about Wheeler? I'll say this much. They he starts off at 97, four seam, goes down to 95, and then averages 94, 95 for the rest of the time he's in there. Location wise, on a couple of home runs, he was dead red. You have to go to Arnie's Gourmet Meats get USDA prime choice center cut, like he threw Goriel is his name. Right down the middle. Right down the middle, four straight pitches. 
that's not a pitcher that's sharp. That's not a pitcher that's controlling his game. That's not Wheeler. And the speed. I mean, he was a guy who scraped 100 a lot last year. And early in the game, you know, averaging 95. So his speed is off. His location is way off. I mean, I'm talking he's dot in the middle of the plate. And that's not the Wheeler we know. So maybe that gets better. Maybe it doesn't. But I'll tell you right now, when you look at the defensive problems they've got if you're not going to have Noel and wheeler to anchor you down pitching wise you know you're, you're going to teeter around 500 or i mean they're always going to hit you know some with that lineup all right i mean it's good to see stott have another home run you're looking for him to build 800 ops that's a positive sign don't mean to be all negative but i'm just looking for this team to start to you know win 10 out of 12 they're going to head into atlanta uh, for four, that doesn't bode very well at this point. All right, time's up. Uh, that's a wrap on this Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow for the uh, Daily Show. And uh, have a, uh, a glorious Tuesday. Make a difference. God bless America. All good things. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Over and out.